0: Welcome, folks. This is Dr. Seelan Parekh, the fantasy doctor with the fantasydoctor.com NFL podcast. It is 2018, and the NFL is upon us. In fact, you can smell it, you can hear it, and you can now even see it. Uh, Pre-season games have started this week, and it is an exciting time. As always, I have my co-host, Dr. Jesse Morris, with me. How's it going, Jesse?
1: I'm doing fantastic. Excited for this season.
0: Yeah, a lot of action happened uh, when we ended last year. It just seems like yesterday that uh, you and I were finishing off the 2017 season and seeing a fantastic Super Bowl. And uh, it oh, was, it's uh, been a good sports uh, year.
1: Semi fantastic, semi fantastic. It Ended a little wrong, but uh, a little
0: wrong for you. Yes. <laughs> well, listen, yes, as a that's, Cowboys that's fan, I got to say a little wrong for me as well.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes, you, you got you got a little extra burn, but uh, <laughs> either way. I mean, we, we're going to start off with uh, episode one for the for the second season of, of our podcast, uh, talking about QBs. Always a, a huge integral uh, position in the NFL.
0: And absolutely right. So we are going to take uh, position players week by week, and we're going to break down their injuries. But not only their injuries, we're we're going to really try to talk about some fantasy relevance, uh, for these athletes, uh, week to week so that we can help you get prepared for your draft board. I know mine's uh, still being ironed out towards the end of August, but, uh, I'm hoping not to spill too many secrets on the podcast for my, for my competition.
1: Oh yeah. I've, uh, I've probably already done about five or six drafts. There's, um, most of them, instead of, uh, mock drafting, there's kind of a semi new phenomenon, at least for a lot of people. It's called best ball, which is a fascinating thing where you actually draft your entire team and then you don't, you're not allowed to touch it for the rest of the year. You can't pick anybody off the wire, nothing. So you just draft and set it and forget it. So uh, I've done a bunch of those and I'm excited for uh, August football already.
0: Yeah. Well, let's break this down. We're going to go by division and uh, we are going to uh, give you some insights into what we think are relevant information from an injury perspective and a performance perspective. And I'm going to start off, Jesse, with the NFC West. To me, that's one of the more compelling areas uh, for for the NFL this season. Um, And and between Sam Bradford, Jared Goff, Russell Wilson, and Jimmy Garoppolo, I think there's a lot of potential here. Um, I I think the biggest question mark of the entire division is Sam Bradford. And what are you you thinking based on how he was really irrelevant all of last year? And this knee is questionable. How do you think this injury – and his condition of his knee plays into 2018?
1: Well, so I think the Cardinals have a a, a nice potential this year. Uh, Their QB situation is a little up in the air. I mean, yes, you have Stan Bradford, who's pretty good when he's healthy, but he hasn't played a healthy season since I think it was 2012. We know he's had two ACL surgeries. We know he got banged up last year when he had a bone bruise in his knee, which, may may not even be 100% healed yet. We know they take six to, to sometimes even 18 months to fully heal. So as much as I'd like to say, you know, they have Larry Fitzgerald, they have a, a DJ back, um, you know, they have a couple new wide receivers, uh, they let both of their Browns go. Um, so I'm excited about it. I'm just a little worried about Bradford and his knee.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I'm not, you know, with Fantasy Doctors, we are launching this year our durability scale, and we're going to launch this in the middle of August. But I think that the durability score on him is going to rank low, meaning that I don't think he has a potential to last the entire season, or very unlikely. And in my opinion, I think he's almost a holding spot for Josh Rosen, and I do think at some point this season the the table will flip and Josh Rosen will become the starter. It's just a matter of when.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm not overly happy uh, about their offensive line. It's it's being graded pretty poorly, which is not good for a quarterback that is not super mobile. So I think it's really only a matter of time. I'm going to say four or five games is probably my guess is before Rosen gets in the game in some capacity.
0: Yeah. Well, out of this division, I think the most exciting person for me is Jimmy Garoppolo. He is still unbeaten as an NFL starter, and that includes his time with your Patriots. So I, I'm really excited to see what happens uh, with Jimmy Garoppolo, and he's obviously you know, been able to stay healthy uh, through the games that he has played, and, and I do think that he actually will become very fantasy relevant, um, and I would put him in the top 10 of performers in my opinion.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I, I I was disappointed when my Patriots uh, let him go, or you know, quote unquote, let him go. But I understand it; I completely understand it. Uh, you can't, you know, it's just uh, there's t- too many heads, uh, big heads in the situation. There's a lot of money going around, but I think he's going to be fantastic between uh, Goodwin. Uh, they got Kittle. They have uh, a nice running game there. I think he's going to flourish this year, and definitely top 15 quarterback, maybe top 10. If everything goes right,
0: possibly top five. Yeah, no, I agree with you. So let's turn to, uh, turn over to the Southeast with the the NFC, NFC South. You know, a, a great array of quarterbacks here with Ryan, Newton, Breeze, and interestingly, Winston, who's got a three-game suspension, so you're going to start off with Ryan Fitzpatrick, who doesn't have an easy three starts with the Saints, the Steelers, and the Eagles. Um, Any big concerns here from an injury perspective to start off? Uh,
1: Not overly concerned about Ryan. The guy stays pretty healthy. Cam is always banged up, but I feel like he always finishes in the top five to eight, just kind of how it ends up. Breeze uh, had a quote-unquote down year because they kind of shifted from throwing the ball every down to running it half the game and with a fantastic duo, but not overly concerned about his health. Uh, and Fitzpatrick kind of is what he is. He's an old gunslinger, kind of holding the spot for the young gunslinger um, who does uh, a lot of things that get him in trouble. No injury concerns, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, yeah. that we know of.
0: Well, I, I, I will raise my concern about the durability of Cam Newton. He obviously always uh, becomes fantasy relevant. But it is at a cost. And I think his way of playing, you know, he's got that ankle that continues to nag him every now and then. He's had surgery, I believe it was two, three years ago. He's got the shoulder that he's coming off of. So as he gets older, I mean, it's only his eighth season in the league. I do think that these things will catch up with him. And I think the way he plays, and rightfully or wrongfully so, the number of hits that people get away with, Cam, I think at some point, as you know, your body breaks down. And we know there's, age-related changes that occur, and then you take a beating, and you take a beating more than most NFL quarterbacks. And so, it, it again, it's only eight years in the league, but at some point this will catch up with Cam. And for me, that's why I do think that he's potentially in the top five, but I do raise some concerns not this year. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, they also lost uh, Andrew Norwell. You know, he was the third highest-rated guard last year by a a pff so he's got a little bit of a shakier line this year um you know can he sustain the same injuries and with age not being on his side be able to
0: recover in time to be productive right yeah no exactly right so so it'll be an interesting division NFC east i'm going to jump here it's where my beloved cowboys are but it gets harder and harder for me to say this every year um I think, you know, Prescott, I don't really expect much uh, of a change from him. Uh, Obviously, Zeke hopefully will stay out of trouble and will be here the entire season. We've lost Dez, but Hearns is is his replacement. I I think more of a weak replacement. Um, I don't think that's going to be extremely relevant in a fantasy perspective. I think Manning continues to be reliable, but um, it'll be interesting with Saquon uh, Barkley, what happens with him. The bigger issue for me, and I'd like to get your insight here everybody keeps talking about Carson Wentz. And he had an ACL and an LCL. He had the ACL reconstructed. And if you follow it like you and I do, you know that everybody's buzzing. Oh, he's whipping the ball and he's doing well in preseason practices. Do you think Wentz is starting, or do you think it's going to be Foles?
1: So, uh, this is is still a good question. as soon as last week, Doug Peterson, Eagles head coach, even admitted that he saw a little hesitation in Wentz, which is, to me, expected. I mean, this guy had an ACL tear and an LCL. The, the LCL was probably minor, maybe a grade one. They didn't give us specifics. But either way, you're not completely 100% in my mind until you can uh, go around in the field, get a couple quarters in you, maybe even a couple games until you get your – your legs back underneath you, like Edelman talked about recently. He just said he doesn't have it yet. Uh, You know, I expect that. um, I don't – we haven't really heard a lot of the details about if this is a posterolateral corner injury for the knee, which is a big deal. Um, So based on what we know, it's just an ACL and and, and a little bit of an LCL. Could he be back? Yes. Um, I'm a little concerned that he won't be back for week one, and they'll hold him out a little bit.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go on record here and say that uh, one of two things are going to happen. Either uh, he's held out because he's not going to have the mobility that you're going to want him to have uh, by week one, and number two, or or what's going to happen is he's not held out and he's extremely limited, and you're not going to see him be mobile, and he's really going to be uh, a pocket passer, which really takes away some of Uh, the the additional features he adds to the Eagles offense. Um, But, you know, everybody's got to remember, this is way early still. I mean, nine to 11 months to return to play after an uh, isolated ACL is our typical timeline. Yes, you have folks like Adrian Peterson who can do it faster, but that is not the norm. And so Carson Wentz is a a bit accelerated into the normal timeline. Um, But I do think that uh, if we see him, he'll be limited. But I won't be surprised if he's if they're going to start with Foles, and you see Wentz late in September, maybe early October, as a starter.
1: I'd love to see what he what they do and and how they treat him in preseason. I think that will be very telling. If he doesn't show up to like the third or fourth preseason game, I don't think I think they're worried about him. If if he if he starts this week, um. I, I think they have a little more faith in him. Or, or, or starts this week and says, you know, no, he just he doesn't have it yet. Let's start the healthy right. quarterback who ended up winning us a Super Bowl and let our franchise quarterback, I'll call him, potentially uh, get the rehab and rest he needs until he's 100%. And then when he's ready, we'll 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 run it rock and roll. I I don't know if there's an answer right now. I think we need to wait and see.
0: Well, so you have exactly hit where I was going with this. If you have Foles in the wings and he's won you the Super Bowl, why put your franchise guy at risk? What is the benefit of that except to potentially put your franchise at risk? right? So to me, uh, this becomes uh, an easier discussion because you have Foles who can perform and obviously win the Super Bowl to start off for you. Um, anything in oh, yeah. particular you're, you're, you're anticipating from Alex Smith coming off his best season with KC, and now with uh, the Redskins?
1: I expect a huge drop in performance. I think he played beyond his head uh, in, in 2017. Uh, I think they sold high, quote-unquote, and and now he's going to come back to reality. I think he's a serviceable game manager, as they like to call him, but I don't think he's a top-10 quarterback. I don't even think he's a top-15 um, he's got a couple weapons there, but most of them can't stay healthy. Whether it's Doxson or Reed, um, Thompson's now saying he may not be back until November. So, like, he doesn't have Tyreek Hill streaming up the sideline or Hunt in the backfield. He doesn't have um, uh, Kelsey, uh, you know, uh, available. So, I'm just really concerned about him, not from a health perspective, but from <laughs> from a support staff perspective.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Alex Smith played well beyond his skill set last season. I, I think that it's almost a fluke. Um, and I don't think in the Redskins, with the Redskins support staff and in the Redskins system, he can replicate that. And and being a Cowboy fan, I'm not displeased to say that. I got to say it, it wouldn't be a bad thing if Alex Smith doesn't perform. All right, let's jump oh, yeah. no, into um, Anyone here, Trubisky's? Stafford, Rogers, and Cousins. You know, Rogers' injury certainly hurt the the Packers last year with the clavicle. Any concerns with Rogers or any of these guys for that matter?
1: Um, Trubisky, no. Uh, Stafford, no. Cousins, I think is a great spot for him. There's an interesting data that says um, not many new quarterbacks who did well in their previous location become automatic top five or 10 quarterbacks in their new location. Um, so uh, I'm curious to see if he's one of the ones that excels because he's got tons of weapons or if he he actually doesn't do quite well. But I don't know. We'll see. I am a little concerned about Aaron Rodgers, not from an um, injury, so to speak. I think he just has a lot of rust, and I think um, it's going to take a couple weeks to, to iron that out. But I think he's back, and they put – two plates, 13 screws in that clavicle, collarbone, whatever you want to call it, uh, and and it would take, you know, a ridiculous hit or a serious injury in order to re-break
0: that. Yeah, I, I don't, from a clavicle perspective, I think this is behind him. Um, it's his 14th year in the league. I do think that that starts accumulating on your body, just like we talked about with Cam, but even more so, 14th year. Um, he's lost uh, a number of weapons, so he'll still be fantasy relevant, as he always is, because he's so great at, at making it up along the way. But um, uh, I, I just think that he won't be as, as amazing as he's been. I think he's past his prime, in my opinion. Let's jump to the AFC, and I'm going to hit right into kind of your neck of the woods. AFC East, McCown, McCown, Tannehill, Brady. Now, I want to... Set aside your love for the Patriots. Who's winning this division?
1: I, I think it's the Patriots' division to lose.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I think this is the Patriots. I just don't see that this is a this. Is a, I don't think in my mind is a very competitive division at all. Any concerns with Brady turning forty-one? I think two days ago.
1: Um, until he shows me that he's losing a step. I guess a step wouldn't be the right word for him, but you know what I mean. Um, no. I mean, the guy takes care of his body more than any, I mean he, does, he doesn't look like a physical specimen. You know, you see him, you're like, <laughs> like, how is this guy probably one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time? But it's, you know, some guys just don't have to be ridiculously cut or jacked in order to be really good at what they do. Um, as far as, uh, I think they'll be possibly even better than last year because they have new tools um, or, or similar, uh, the Cooks loss will be a little bit of a big deal. But from a health perspective for Brady, no, I'm not concerned right now. I'm, I'm definitely concerned about Tannehill, but I'm not concerned about uh, Brady. Uh, McCarron kind of is what it is. I don't think it'll last long there. McCown, I don't think it'll last long. Um, I think Darnold or even Bridgewater will show up. But I, but I am a little concerned about Tannehill. What are your thoughts on Tannehill um, actually playing a full season?
0: So, you know, Tannehill's been fragile in, in his career, obviously. The uh, last year and a half has been really rough for him with this ACL, with the partial tear, no surgery, then surgery. Um, I, I think that I, I think that he's going to have this behind him. Um, uh, the Dolphins, obviously, are much stronger without Jay Cutler, which is fantastic. And I think, you know, at the very worst case, you have Brock Osweiler, who's been shown to be a pretty good backup, not a great starter. Um and, and so I think uh my personal opinion is Tannehill is gonna make it. I think in his durability score he'll probably end up being in the sixties in my opinion, or we're gonna be ranking it actually by color. Um and I think he's gonna be in the neutral area, kind of the the uh the, the, it's gonna be the blue, light blue area for us and, and for our listeners if you check out uh, after August fifteenth, hopefully we'll have this all up under uh fantasy dose website which is our analytics website you'll be able to see the durability scores that i'm talking about um so i'm not uh, too concerned about his acl i do think just to jump to the jets real fast i think mccown's days weeks are going to be numbered i think uh teddy bridgewater uh i think that teddy bridgewater is going to take the job in my opinion i think that he's going to show us that that knee is is good enough to get starting job away at some point during the season now whether he keeps that is a different story.
1: That would be a great uh, story. That would
0: be awesome. Yeah, I think it would be a great story. Uh, I mean, it's set up to be a fantastic uh, Hollywood movie, right? I mean, this is this would be a great story from a guy who who dislocated his knee um, and now it, it regains a, a starting position at some point. Uh, let's jump to the NFC oh, yeah. North: um, Roethlisberger, Taylor, Dalton, Flacco. No particular order. Who do you think is the most relevant fantasy-wise out of these four? <laughs> um,
1: I think Roth, uh, uh, Roethlisberger. uh Flacco always underperforms. Dalton, um, you know, the Red Rocket, he may surprise people this year. I think Eifert actually may be back, and we'll talk about him in a couple weeks. That may help his numbers. Um, you know, he's still got green, but uh, I, Dalton it kind of is what he is. Uh, Tyrod actually may be fascinating. He's a, kind of a sneaky underrated guy. I think if he does quite well they'll either extend him or they'll trade him um, it kind of sell high and have Baker come in who I think is going to do quite well. Big Ben on the other hand, all, I, I swear he's retiring every year um, and he takes injuries and he's always injured but he always does crazy you know. I mean he has the best wide receiver in the league easily and Top three running back, uh, who they're probably going to run to the ground this year, and Bell. Um, but I think Roethlisberger is still the the, the gunslinger of old, um, and he'll he'll probably be on top again at the end of this division as long as he stays healthy and his guys stay healthy.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, behind the Patriots is the second most consistent team in the NFL for the last number of years, and I'm I'm putting it out there that I'm thinking he's going to have over 3,800 yards passing. uh, 25 to 28 TDs at least, and I think that uh, as long as he can stay healthy, which we'll find out a predictive value from, this, from our uh, durability score, we'll see how he does. And for our listeners, uh, the durability score is just one of the scores that uh, we will have for you analytic-wise. We'll also have what's called an FDX score, which is a fantasy doctor score, and that will tell you how healthy these players are from week to week. So just like your FICO score tells you about your financial health when you're going to get a loan or buy a car, you can look at every player's FDX score in the, in the NFL, and it will tell you how healthy these guys are from week to week. And then we have the FDVX score, which will tell you the value these guys bring from week to week uh, in the games they're entering, and, and that takes into account not only their past performances and injuries but also who they're playing the conditions they're playing in and it's a fascinating way to start figuring out your roster and, and uh I, I used it last year i was pleasantly uh pleased at how this this uh metrics these metrics worked out and i'm hoping that this year they're even more accurate than they were last year because this, last year they, they they worked out pretty well um just you incorporate any of these last year into into how you um manage your teams Oh yeah, I definitely,
1: I used a lot of the VX scores for my DFS rosters, which is kind of cool because it incorporates, it allows you to find kind of a sneaky guy um, in at the end, uh, you know, that that maybe you didn't think of or who is cheaper and you're trying to find a guy to to add in your roster. It also uh, kind of reassures you that um, the whatever you play on ESPN, Yahoo, Fantrax, whatever, Whoever they're projecting to have a good week, if that, if it complements and correlates with that. So I, I think they, and I did a lot of study and data on it last year. Uh, you can go back and see my old tweets if you want to. Uh, and, and a lot of them were really, really high correlation. 70, it, 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 80, 80, 90% some weeks, um, whether it was quarterback or running back or tight end or, you know, wide receiver. Um, so it, it kind of does all of that. Uh, and it, as the season goes on, it will it will get even better because it has more data to go with.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's jump to the AFC South because I think there's an interesting uh, array of injuries here that we need to think about or talk about tonight. Deshaun Watson coming off the ACL injury t- uh, is pivotal, well, pivotal for the Texans' success. Andrew Luck, who's missed almost two years with his shoulder, and we still don't know for sure if he's 100%. And I'd like to get your input on that. Bortles, who took the Jags deep into the AFC uh, Championship game and and, uh, almost took it away, Um, and then Mariota, who's had an ankle fracture in 2016, a hamstring that continued to bother him in 2017. So, what are your takes on the on the relevance of these injuries for each of these guys, and, and expectations for 2018?
1: So I, if we start with Watson, just for because just we have to start with somebody, this kid is unbelievably talented. I mean, last year when he was playing, and starting with uh, the, the game that uh, he played my Patriots, and I was like, whoa, this kid is a stud. He was, like, number one quarterback for, like, five weeks. I mean, he was throwing five touchdowns a game. Like, he was doing crazy things. So he is easily a top three quarterback if he's healthy the problem is yes he tore his acl but the fashion that he did it in and the way that he uh, the way that he runs and the way that he's going to continue to say and say that he's going to continue to run i'm concerned about him uh, i i his his potential is greater than anybody in the league for quarterback in my opinion but the problem is his floor is Is concerningly low because he's a little—he's not very reliable. If that knee, you know, starts to rag, you know, there is a a probably 30% chance um, over the next two years that he tears his ACL again, and he's already torn it twice, one in each leg. Right.
0: Absolutely. So I was going to say not only that one, but the other one, which we also know he had reconstructed. So I think he needs to spend time with Russell Wilson and know how to take a hit. Right. I mean, Russell's been fantastic about staying healthy. And, and being a running threat, but learning how to take a hit, or more importantly, yeah. learning how to avoid the hit. Yeah, uh, I think, I think if, they, if they work
1: for each other, that'd be great. Uh, a, a, yeah, Andrew Luck. Let's talk about Andrew. This is probably the biggest one. Um, personally, I want Andrew Luck to be okay. I want him to be back. I, I want him to, when he's good, the NFL is better, in my opinion. Um, but the problem is, I don't know if he's back. For everything we've seen, it looks like he's back. But uh, Coach said he's going to play one quarter of this upcoming preseason game. Okay, we'll see. He did quite well with um, the the, the recent preseason. I think he went 19 of 22 in full pads last week. Um, He's got a a decent array of of, uh, players that he can help with. Uh, Whether it's Hilton or Grant, Doyle, Ebron, he's got Mack and Hines, so he's got weapons. I just, we just need to know if his
0: shoulder's healthy. Yeah. So here's my concern, and I and I do remain concerned. And first of all, it, it's funny to me how the coaching staff says, "Hey, Enzo looks fat. No restrictions, but we won't let him throw every day." <clears throat> That's a restriction, buddy. Yeah. I mean, seriously, yeah. you know it. I know it. That's a restriction. So if you're not letting him throw every day, I get it. You're still easing him in. But that tells me there's still some concern, number one. Number two, this whole biceps issue that we heard last season being the reason why he couldn't throw. Yeah, he had a labral stuff going on, but he did not have surgery on this. And to me, this becomes a, a, an issue that is silently lurking in the background. And at any point in time in this season – Especially as he starts feeling better and he starts whipping the ball more and he starts feeling like he can he can gun it down, I I have a suspicion that this shoulder the biceps will rear its ugly head again and devastate the Colts. So I would say oh, yeah. it's going to be interesting how our how our durability score comes up on him, but I don't think it's going to be very strong on him because of uh, because there's a there's an untreated. Um, it's just still here in the, in the shoulder. I want to know
1: what he had done in Europe. Did he get Regenikine
0: altered PRP yeah.
1: basically? I, I, I don't yeah. know. I don't think we'll ever know.
0: I don't think we'll ever know either, but you know, Europe is so far advanced than we are in regenerative medicine from the stem cells, the PRP. Um, there's a lot of different ways of manipulating these. So I don't know if we'll ever know, at least not right now, maybe, if he retires at some point, when he retires at some point, we'll we'll get more insights. Maybe we get him on the podcast one day and get that information from him. That would be pretty cool. That would be awesome. Oh yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, I, I'm I'm right. hoping that I'm
1: hoping that he does okay. We'll, we'll see how he pans out. Is he a slam dunk? By no means. Is he a high upside? Yes, 100. percent
0: Yeah. All right. Let's finish off the AFC West oh, and then we're right. gonna get your top five QBs fantasy wise and then mine. AFC West, Keenum. Mahomes, Rivers, Carr. Um, by far, I think Carr, I, I think Rivers is the outperformer out of this group of four. Um, for me, Derek Carr's durability is questionable. 27 to 16, had the ankle fracture, which is a freak accident. Last year, had the vertebral fracture, again a freak accident. But I start seeing these injuries pile up, and I get worried about durability. Your thoughts on these guys?
1: Yeah, so... Uh... Uh, Keenum, I think, as it was a great signing. Uh, I think I, I'm not really worried about him, and, and from an injury perspective, Mahomes, I think, is definitely a gunslinger. You have him with all the interceptions already. Um, I, I don't know what to make of him. I know he's got a huge arm. I, I, he's young, and, and we'll see what comes of it. I think he's going to have some growing pains. Rivers is the, the the safest of the people in this um, in this division. He always managed. He has the weirdest formation I think I've ever seen in my life but he always manages to do well, even with weird arsenals. He's lost two tight ends to ACLs, but he's got, you know, a a second year Mike Williams coming back with loads of potential. He's got Keenan Allen. He's got Melvin Gordon. So uh, the, uh, in my opinion, um, Rivers is the pick of this division from a, a, a fantasy quarterback perspective. Carr is kind of the wild card here. If Carr does quite well, the Raiders are going to be quite good. If Carr does what he did last year, you're going to see more of the same. Uh, it, it's not one thing, it's another with him. I mean, we know he had this transverse, what they call the transverse process fracture, and in, in a little bone in, the back of his, uh, in his back that he fractured, which is basically what ended Romo's career. That's what he had. I mean, the problem is it's a two- to six-week injury, and he comes back in a week. He just admitted like two or three or four weeks ago that he said that injury – Affected my entire season, point blank. He said it just like that. So we know that he was playing injured. He had a couple of good games, and then he had a lot of bad games. As long as right. he's back, I think he's got potential. He, you know, he still has a decent amount of weapons with Cooper. Now he's got Nelson. He's got Lynch. He's got Martavius Bryant and Jared Cook. So he's got the weapons. He just needs to
0: show he's healthy. He's just got to stay healthy. And that's that's what we say all the time here at the Fantasy Doctors. The injury predicts everything. and And we know that... These guys who are injured, we can give you the breakdown as to how it's going to affect their performance and how the, the, uh, uh, the fantasy relevance is for your team. So speaking of which, your top five for 2018, fantasy-relevant quarterbacks, your top five. Make, start with five and go to one.
1: Okay, so as much as I want to add Luck, went Newton, I'm going to say Jimmy G. my number five quarterback this year then then um, I think Watson manages to stay healthy he puts up similar but not quite as crazy numbers and is my number four quarterback Um, number 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 and that's a very close with Russell Wilson but I think Russell Wilson he doesn't have the offensive line. He's Baldwin's banged up, so I, I he's he's a close six for me. Um, it, it's three, uh, sorry, two, uh, you have my boy Tom Brady, who will well, continue I, I, to do what job. Give, give me three. Oh, sorry, yeah, Who's three. Number three, so, for you? three, I have uh, Drew Brees.
0: Drew Brees, okay. Uh, and two?
1: Yep. Uh, two is Tom Brady, and then one is Aaron
0: Rodgers. All right. Let me give you my, and I'm going to run right through them. Number five, you and I agree, Jimmy G. I think number four will be Philip Rivers. Uh, three, I, I put Deshaun Watson. I think the dual threat is real, and as long as he can stay healthy, um, he's going to put up fantasy-relevant points and, and be a really productive uh, uh, player. And for that same reason, I put Cam. Cam always seems to come back, even though he's got these bang-ups. Um, and there are little injuries here and there, and they affect his performance a little bit. But overall, I think he performs well. And I gave you Aaron Rodgers at number one. So, it's interestingly, like you and I are as part of, uh, on par with number one and number five. Well, this is going to wrap so, up our. Where, where's Brady uh, oh, going to be? Go ahead. Where's Brady? I have Brady at six and Rossberg at seven.
1: Ah, okay. Okay.
0: So, you know, Jimmy G, I, I, I am buying into this. Hasn't lost the NFL as a starter yet. I'm buying into what the 49ers are doing. I think it's going to be very exciting there. Um, And and I'm interested to see how this all plays out. So this wraps up our first podcast of 2018. We talked about quarterbacks. Next week, we're going to be hitting running backs. And so you won't want to miss this. We're going to hit the top fantasy relevant running backs. Um, If you're interested in hearing more information, you can always check us out on our website at at thefantasydoctors.com. That's thefantasydoctors.com. Our analytics site should be up and running in the middle to late August at thefantasydose.com. So a lot of the analytics that Dr. Morris and I are talking about, you'll be able to find there. And Dr. Jesse Morris has a podcast with the fantasy doctors called One-on-One Injuries. He really spends a lot more time breaking down these injuries per player, per episode. So if you have a player and you really want to know the nitty-gritty and the details and the, uh, and the, and the analytics and the, and the injuries, Jesse's been doing a fantastic job uh, every week breaking down a number of these players. Jesse, where can they find that podcast?
1: Uh, that one's available on pretty much every medium, whether it's iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, it's pretty much on everything. Just uh, Google it. If you're Android or iTunes, you can find it. Uh, you can pick and choose, or you can just start at one and, and listen to all of them. They're only about 15, 20 minutes
0: long at the most. And and Dr. Morris and I are always available uh, through the Twitter handle at the Fantasy DRS, and both of us, uh, usually one of us is available right away to be able to respond to questions uh, that you may have for your fantasy team. So we're going to sign off until next week. Uh, this is Dr. Kurek and Dr. Mars. Thanks for joining us.